all military moms, dads, and grandparents. This is Linda Crater at Military Network Radio. In a military family, everyone serves, and we know how hard you work to provide a great education for your military kids. K-12 believes each child is uniquely brilliant. So to prepare them for college and success beyond high school, they deserve an education designed just for them. Learn more at k12.com forward slash grade about enrolling. A child's brilliance comes in many forms. Some are curious, others inventive, some analytical. K-12 is a full-time, tuition-free online option to traditional public school. Taught by state-certified teachers, schools powered by K-12 provide an individualized education, enhancing your child's ability to succeed. K-12 programs teach, too, and embrace your child's unique brilliance. Students from K-12-powered schools go on to fine colleges and universities, enhancing their ability to succeed. Join the community of military families who have succeeded with a tuition-free online K-12 education. K-12 welcomes students for grades K through 12. Visit k12.com forward slash grade or call 855-628-9531 for more information about enrolling. That's k12.com forward slash grade. Welcome to Military Network Radio, where we'll bring dynamic interviews and fresh information about topics affecting your quality of life at each stage of your military service. Join us each week for information of value that improves your outlook, actions, and encourages each member of the family. Serving the military, their families, and those who care about them. Everyone serves, and together we make a difference. And now, here's your host, Linda Crater. Welcome to Military Network Radio. We are so pleased to have you join us this morning. We have a very fun program for you today. We are going to be talking right along with our tagline about everyone serves and together we make a difference. Today we're going to be talking about our military children with a program that has some new information and some new units and elements, and we'll go into that. But it's going to be talking about the Sesame Street program for military military families. And we are... We already know that many families are very well acquainted with the events where people come on post and um, the Muppets, the wonderful familiar Muppets are out there uh, doing things. But there's also an online presence that can be mobile and usable many, many times when you just need an extra activity or you sense that your child needs something else. I am joined today by Jason McNamara, who incidentally is a brand new dad, and Jason you already know, um, even in this brief period of time, how military families, the children really do serve along with the parents because the effect is felt all the way through. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, I definitely agree with that statement. I think the other piece here is that there's also a lot of unknowns for, for children. And so, you know, how do you bridge the gap? And, you know, adults can comprehend and digest more information um, a bit more easily. And, uh, and children have to have, a, I think, a different approach. So I'm excited for today's um, uh, interviews and discussions. Yeah, so am I. I. I think that all of us are familiar with the Muppets. And it's very interesting how sometimes you get further by entertaining as opposed to outright educating. And especially with children, this allows a lot of give and take and, and fun, which does bring that understanding, as you said, because there are so many unknowns. And, and I think that 
all of us know, too, that military children today, perhaps not as young as you, your child, but the two to five-year-olds are very familiar with iPads and iTunes and all kinds of um, technology. And it's pretty amazing. Have you seen that among other families? Yeah, absolutely. I think we see a, a large uptake in portable and mobile devices. And um, and I think it's everything from how they integrate into the vehicles to how they integrate with their home systems and um, how they actually start to learn. I, I think so too. And, and the fun part about um, using Sesame Street with all the familiar characters is that you can carry it from the home environment right into your daily life. And, and I think that's really very, very fun, especially since that two to five-year-old age group is exactly what you talked about. They may not understand some of the things that go on in the way that an older child might. So I am very pleased to talk about this program as well. And so I'm, without further ado, going to introduce our wonderful guest. We have several today, but we'll initially begin with Dr. Kelly Blasco. She is uh, both an engineer and a psychologist specializing in children's activities but she works at the National Center for Telehealth and Technology, or the T2 program. And I, I love the juxtaposition of engineering and psychology coming together. And Kelly's going to talk to us about two new mobile apps that have been developed for the Sesame Seed program. One is called the Big Moving Adventure, which is about relocation. And another is called Breathe think and do, which helps with problem-solving skills, which I think we all could use. So, Kelly, I would love to welcome you to Military Network Radio. Welcome to our program. Thank you, Linda. I really appreciate the opportunity to be here. Well, we're very glad to have you. I think you know that you know we really do take care of everybody in the military, their families, their uh, the children, the extended family, and often into civilian family members because it's very important to make sure that everybody understands as best as possible what military families go through. But today we're going to be talking specifically about supporting children and young parents. So would you please just give us a background of the two new apps, the purpose behind them, and, and how they came about? Sure. Well, um, in working with Sesame Street over the years, we've tried, we've uh, tackled many topics that are kind of difficult deployment and injury and grief. However, we were missing a key part uh, of every military family's life moving. So we thought, well, how, what, what do kids need to know about moving? What, what do parents need to know to take care of their children? So we created the app, The Big Moving Adventure. And it's kind of fun. Um, what it does is you create a Muppet character, um, and the, the child uh, takes the char- character through the moving process. So, like, you know, finding out about the news, um, packing up their toys. They get to take a couple with them, with them in their backpack, and then they pack the rest. And then they say goodbye to their friends at school, their house. Um, their, their playground, their fish at, in the, uh, school room. And then they, um, go on their trip. And when they get to the other end, they set up their whole, um, room and say goodbye or say hello to all their new friends. 
which happened to be on Sesame Street. <laughs> so I've got a question. You said they create a Muppet character. Do you get to pick the one you want to be? Yeah, it's not a one as we know Elmo or Rosita. It's actually a kind of a Muppet character that they can pick the color of the Muppet, the mm. expression. So it's their special Muppet friend. And I was just thinking I would select Cookie Monster. Oh, yeah, I think I'm for, for Abby Cadabby myself. <laughs> okay. I mean, needless to say, we're all familiar with these. Uh, that sounds very interesting. What about the other one, the breathe, think, and do, the, an overview statement of it? Yeah, it's a thing that we all need to use. It's, it's a, a monster that helps children kind of calm down in frustrations. And you, the whole, it's basically what it says. They... Uh, calm down by taking three big breaths. They think about ways to solve the problem, and then they do it, and they get uh, feel really rewarded by that. So how long have these apps been sort of evolving? Well, um, the Big Moving Adventure actually was launched about a year and a half ago, and Breathe, Think, Do is around the same time. And we've seen so much... Um, uh, uptake on this. I mean, kids everywhere. It's actually Big Moving Adventure is one of the most successful apps in Sesame Street. And for milita young military families, it's just perfect. Um, personally, I like it too. I have fun going through it. <laughs> and so are you tracking information about how children are actually using these apps? Actually, we do. We know download information and we know how often they use it. So it, of the over... Um, half a million um, downloads, they use it about 10 times on average, 10 times, a, a, you know, a session. So that it's, it's really very popular. And um, I think parents and children just start talking together about uh, moving. And um, have you heard from some of your users or some of your, um, your families as a result of using these apps? Has that conversation serviced at all? Yeah, actually it has. Um, and ironically, you know, when I go to a lot of kids' events and to, sure. um, and we um, t share it with families, and as soon as they see the big moving adventure, it's like their face lights up and like, man, we could really use that. <laughs> um, and to be honest with you, when I present also to leadership in the military, they all have kids, and some of them young kids, and they're like, Wow, where, why didn't I have this when, when my kids were little? <laughs> you know, you make a very, very good point. Um, we have just a few minutes, one like a minute, before we head into our first break. And would you say that it's been very enthusiastically embraced? Um, do people know about it as much as you would like? Well, we can always improve on getting it out, and that's one great I, a thing that we're on the radio today. Uh, but we we try to uh, make everybody aware through many you know channels, social media, events, um, articles, uh, blogs, those kinds of things. So we take every opportunity we can to. And the USO tours is another example. So, so is that tying in the post visits with the USO tours with the Muppets and the plays and the events along with this? So you tie them together. Um, yeah, uh, the USO tour actually has, I think, Katie, the a Muppet that's moving. And, and so 
you know, it ties in. They have the app. We give them stickers to put on their boxes, um, and they get to learn from Katie what it's like. So it's great. That's fantastic because I, I think being able to tie the whole thing together is also what gives families the continuity. Absolutely. And that's what kids and families need. They need some structure. They need to know what's going to be happening. And they need to be able to communicate along the way because uh, there's a lot of – it's always a new experience even if you've moved before. Perfect. We're going to hold that thought. We're going to come back and see what it looks like after this break. We'll be right back. You're listening to Military Network Radio. We're Military Network Radio, and we'll be right back after these short messages. This is Toginet, cutting-edge radio. This show is over, you'll blink at least 30 times. The average person normally blinks about 20 times per minute or 17,000 times a day. A faster rate usually indicates anxiety or emotional stress. What's the word for someone who blinks a lot? A squint of FIGO. FBI agents have identified a specific type of blink that they directly associate with gamer staying. That's a person who tends toward deception and fraud. Attorneys, also known as pedophoggers, look for blinking when they have people on the stand. The eyelash flutter means they really do not like the question at all. Women blink more than men, but when a man blinks at a woman, he always appreciates a wink back. What's another word for flirting? Hazoku. I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. Welcome back to Military Network Radio, serving the military, their families, and those who care about them. Together, we make a difference. Welcome back to Military Network Radio. We're continuing our discussion with Kelly Blasco and the Sesame Street Program for Military Families. We also have, as an additional guest today, a military father, now retired, but has lots of familiarity with using this app. And I'd like to welcome to the show, Rich. Welcome to Military Network Radio. Thanks, Linda. Great being with you. Delighted to have you. Tell us how you use this app now that you have retired? Yeah, Linda, I've retired about five years ago, and really where I've been able to use the application is with the people and the friends within my own circle. I still live within a military community, and Mm -hmm. every summer, unfortunately, my youngest children, I have children 11 and 6, a third of their friends are making moves still. And it's it's been so easy to just refer both the Big Moving Adventure and the tools on the Sesame website to those, our friends, so they have something, another tool in their toolkit on how to help their children through this stressful time period. You know, looking back on it with the moves that I made, I, I, I realized that I was so focused on myself and making sure I was doing the right things for my career and just getting the family situated that I really didn't give my children probably the attention that they needed during the process. And these applications just kind of give you things, you know, to communicate with your children, to understand what's going through their mind and give you a couple um, easy things to do to help them deal with this stressful situation. 
well said, and I think that's a, a great point, is that it, military families know other military families who are often in different stages of their career, different ages, um, and as you go through knowing friends from each of the times that you have served in different locations, it's nice to be able to connect. You know, I'll just throw this question out to both of you and, and you figure out where you would like to um, take it. Talk among yourselves. That's fine. Uh, share a story with us about how this helped a child that you know. Well, uh, yeah. go ahead, Rich. Well, one of the we just had a family um, across the street from us move last summer and had two little children, um, I forget, I think one was five and the other was three. And one of the things they did from the application, uh, because we were able to recommend the application early in their process, was um, to do the moving labels um, for the things that are, you know, coming from the children's room. So for those, for those that have gone through the painful process of moving, know that, you know, a team usually comes in and quickly starts shoving things in boxes, and you hope they put a good label on it saying it's, you know, Sally's room or John's room. Um, but, the, but, the, but the children being able to put their own label on, um, describing the own, the, the you know, as best they could, describing the contents that were in the label. I think let them be involved in the process, let them um, take a little bit of ownership of what was going on. And then, you know, what we found out later, the feedback we got, what was exciting was when those, this was a, a move they were making over to Belgium. And when they got over to Belgium, you know, months later, when the goods showed up to see their label on it with their scribble, um, was just it was kind of a connection um, back to the you know where they had come from and the friends they had had and it was just a good overall um, application of the things that were on the the mobile app. Jason has a question, but I'd like to insert in here one thing: if you're sitting near a computer while you're listening to the show, the website so you can follow along or look at later is Sesame Street. For F O R militaryfamilies.org. So that is something you can follow along with if you happen to be sitting next to a computer. And then, Jason, you had a question. Yeah, I sure did. I was sort of talking through a little bit about the characteristics of the users, um, and maybe this is more towards Kelly, but what age range are you seeing sort of the biggest saturation um, with the apps and maybe some outliers you could talk through? Sure. So um, we design all the products or all the resources and um, for children's age to two to five. Actually, the website, the Sesame Street for Military Family, is actually a parent-facing uh, website, and it's geared at telling parents, you know, how to do different things. But on the website, they can do activities with their children um, to kind of do it jointly. Of course, if you're that little, you're not going to be on online, hopefully without a parent. So it's a great collaboration, kind of collaborative kind of experience. But also I'd like to mention, like, like I mentioned, we have content and videos of Muppets around deployments and homecomings. And actually it's really helpful to older children as well because they experienced those uh, deployments when they were younger. So sometimes even though they're eight, they remember it, you know, maybe when they were five. 
Um, so it kind of brings, it addresses even things um, that might have happened earlier and maybe, you know, they hadn't had a chance to talk about it then. So it, it can be really, really helpful for that whole age range. Yeah, and you sort of spoke about this um, just a second ago, but how do parents really interact with this, right? So, you know, you said that there's a um, parent-facing uh, portal, and then is, is there something inside of the apps that sort of unpack themselves toward and lend themselves towards um, sort of giving guidance or assisting parents, or how does that overlap happen? Sure. Um, so there's the website, actually, that has videos, um and it has, you know, printables and things like that for parents. The whole website is like that. The apps are actually on the um, app store. So they're just like you would download them from, you know, the app store or Google Play. So they're two different things. But on the website, the they have different Muppet videos and the whole thing, Sesame has a real strength and over the years of creating what they would call co-viewing. But basically, they can create these skits that speak to parents as well as children. And it opens up that dialogue. And what's really nice is we know that if parents and children are communicating better, that actually their overall well-being, both the parents and the children, is greatly improved. And and that's really our goal is to build on the strengths that these children and parents have because they're very resilient and, you know, they, they just uh, get to learn. We just get to boost up, you know, what they already, you know, are thinking about and know how to do. So, you know, family communication is so important because it's when parents go silent or when they share glances among themselves and leave the children out, it doesn't take a child who's very old to figure out that there are secrets or things they shouldn't know or that make them uncomfortable. So it seems as though this truly opens up family communication. So an obvious question comes to me, is this for active duty and veteran families? Absolutely. Oh, great. Okay. Yeah, in fact, there's one section on the website for regarded to transitioning from a military active duty to civilian life where they're a veteran. And they're and and it's framed as a big adventure. You know, it's not framed as, you know, this is completely different. It's about moving into a whole different aspect of their life. And we give them tools to um you know, keep routines, regardless of, you know, whether they're active duty or not. We give them ways, tools to express um, their feelings, like hugging it out and moving it out, all kinds of fun stuff. Oh, I'm sorry. We must have lost Jason for a moment. So this program is building on the live events as well as um, the the existing website. I know you have some new components, but we'll talk about those, I think, in the next segment. When you are using the um, the program as it is now, you said it's been out for 18 months. What component are you finding is the most popular? Is it the video skits, the printable coloring pages, the parent information? And do you have a breakdown of how that works? You know, the metrics? Yes, yes. So um, we have... Uh, so what is most viewed, believe it or not, is the deployment contact. So a lot of time it's, you know, the videos mostly, and there's kind of um, a list of 
kind of things that they can do, kind of narratives of stuff, and also other resources. And all of those deployment um, uh, materials are just accessed quite a bit. And one of the nice things, as you mentioned earlier in the show, is it's all the website, the apps, they're all available on a smartphone. So no matter where they are, they can access these materials, which, you know, as a parent, you know there's uh, those uh, teaching moments that happen when you least expect it. So um, it, it's a great way that we can get to military, um, young military parents. Perfect. I think that one thing people don't realize, but one of the reasons that we reach so many people on our radio show, for example, is because military families get 97% of their information off of their tablets and their phone apps. That comes from military family survey just of last year. And so having it mobile, as you've mentioned, with the teachable moments is extremely important. And I've, I've been on the website, and I thought it was absolutely bright and colorful and compelling. And so on the mobile app, what is different from the mobile app than is from the website? So the mobile apps are uh, like self-contained. So the big moving adventure is just about moving and then the breathe, think, do is about learning that skill of calming down. Um, but the on the website is more of those videos. However, recently, as you mentioned, we added some extra tools that are not necessarily specifically targeted at deployment or reintegration or whatever. It's more about using like self-expression tools at, across any parts of their life. And um, so they can go there and hear the, uh, I just love it, like laugh it out. I mean, how can you not reduce some stress by laughing it out? Parents, children, whatever. But also there's ways, there's an activity called feeling faces that kids learn vocabulary. What does it mean, believe it or not, to be perplexed? I actually (laughs) am surprised that a two to five year old really knows what that means, but they learn it. So uh, it's kind of fun. Well, you're absolutely right. And and again, you're talking about the communication between the family members where they're not everyone grew up in families where they knew how to interact well. So this also helps the parents, I would think, with parenting skills uh, or or giving them new ideas in order to better communicate with their children. I, I think that's just marvelous. We are going to go on a short break and we will come back and I'd love to hear more about what success looks like as you put this out to the families and as they hear about it today. You know, what does success look like for this military program? We're going to go on a short break and we'll be right back after these short messages. We're Military Network Radio and we'll be right back after these short messages. It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert, Annette Hammond. To lose weight, we know that each day we need to burn more calories than we take in through eating, and exercise burns more calories. According to Discovery Health, a 150-pound person will burn about 60 calories while taking a one-hour nap. 
one hour of sitting and watching television burns about the same. But if that 150-pound person takes a one-hour brisk walk, then say goodbye to more than 250 calories. Cardio exercise like running, biking, swimming, and brisk walking are the best modes of exercise to burn the highest amount of calories and will get the endorphins flowing in your body. Those feel-good neurotransmitters boost your mood naturally. So use exercise to burn calories, lose weight, and to feel good. I'm Annette Hammond. To hear other fitness and weight loss tips, visit our website at AnnetteHammond.com. Think engaging in small talk with prospective clients before business negotiations is a good idea? A new study from Nova Consulting Group suggests that it all depends on whether you are male or female. The study found that a little chatter by female professionals before a meeting will generally produce a positive image, but not always positive results. However, male professionals who begin negotiations with a little small talk usually glean favorable returns. This is because there is a preconception that women are already expected to be more communicative than men. And when a man makes small talk, he is perceived as friendlier and likable. But beware that babblery or gossip will only get you into trouble. I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. Welcome back to Military Network Radio, serving the military, their families, and those who care about them. Together, we make a difference. Welcome back to Military Network Radio. We're continuing our discussion with Kelly Blasco and Rich about the Sesame Street for Military Program update. And I know that Jason and we were talking on break, and Jason, you had a question. Yeah, so uh, with apps, right, there's sort of new versions that come out and you sort of get feedback from, you know, your, your downloads and your user groups. How do you plan your releases and um, what does that look like from even like a new features perspective? So um, we do a lot of, we, we actually get our ideas and even the topic areas a lot from actual military parents. So we talk with um, parents, you know, with typical things like focus groups, but also when we're at events or, you know, when we have the opportunity, we talk about and try to understand what the current needs are. So, for example, with um, Moving Adventure, we just heard that that uh, struggle, you know, trying to make it best for the family and the children. So then uh, we try to have create materials to be released at least once a year um, because it takes some time to build the right materials and, you know, get it right and that kind of thing. And we, we, uh, so we, this past year was the launch of the self-expression and routine information as well as some content around that transition um, from military to civilian. So we kind of work on a yearly cycle but of course, we do regular maintenance uh, as well. And um, but uh, that's kind of our regular kind of uh, schedule. Can I break in here, Jason, and then yeah, I'll hand sure. it back to you? Um, I'm laughing at the self-expression for a two-year-old. They often have a lot of self-expression. So can you talk about the difference between um, what this app offers and the terrible twos? I'll use as an example. 
uh, yeah, this is, <laughs> you're right. They do express themselves. <laughs> uh, I think these are, tend to be more during those moments of frustration when in some ways parents are at their wits end mm-hmm. and kind of like take something to kind of distract the child to kind of shift the frustration. So why don't we move around or why don't we just sing? And just by shifting, I think it can, you know, take it out of that moment of frustration and bring it into kind of a positive, um, calming type of um, experience. So, you know, it, it is kind of funny uh, in review. I have to review all the materials and the laugh it out to me is one of the funniest ones of all. Of course, mm-hmm. laughing, but you can't help but not laugh. So, And it's contagious. Absolutely. And, you know, they have a lot of the little children have siblings. And so you get everybody involved in the laughing. So and so let's take that like another step forward. So, um, you know, you have an app, you have users that are interacting with it. You're going through these releases and these revisions. What does it look like from a data perspective for you all? How does that play into this or does it um, or maybe there's plans to do so? Uh, actually, it is a big thing. So we, like I mentioned, we talked to actual military parents and children that are using it. We, we also um, take from the research literature around developmental issues. You know, we need to understand the developmental milestones for young children, like talking or having a sense of time and things like that in order to create materials that can address their needs or what they can actually take in and use. So we build on the research literature, what we know about developmental aspects, and we build on Sesame's many, many years of teaching and education. And so all of those pieces come together to create um, all the material that we, we have on the website and the apps and so on. You know, it also comes to mind, there are special needs families. Are there any elements for the EFMP families built into these new elements that you're adding, the self-expression tools and the routines? Uh, Actually, there is. um, One of the activities that we added, as I mentioned, was called Feeling Faces. And special needs children, especially around autism, have difficulty recognizing facial features and being able to understand how someone else is feeling or, or taking it in. So this is a way for them to see, okay, this is a facial expression, and this means unhappy, or this means um, surprised. So it gives them the, an opportunity to be able to understand um, how other, kid, other kids, parents, whatever, are reacting. I also want to mention there's another app that, um, is actually for little older kids, but has been um, really helpful for special needs children. It's called Feel Electric. And again, it's about un- learning vocabulary and um, trying games. There's a thing called the Mood Dude that's fun. <laughs> but, um, and also I want to mention that the Breathe Think Do is also a very helpful thing for special needs children because it teaches the calming um, aspect and helping them self-soothe, for lack of a better word. Um, Very important. Jason? 
Yeah, so like, could we, if we could just jump back to the the data piece for one second. So um, curious about, so you, you spoke a little bit about bringing in the research, um, bringing in the literature, understanding the developmental stages, you know, sort of um, leaning on Sesame Street's long history. I mean, I, I remember when I, I watched Sesame Street, like, very religiously um, as a child. And so, you know, the, the many decades of, of teaching and interacting with kids, um, are you thinking about, on the other side of things. So how do you analyze the interactions with the app or how you um, start to parse out certain specifics of the usability um, and any data that's, that's servicing from that? Is, is there any talk around that or is this strictly um, just bringing the material in and presenting it to the children so they can interact with it? And then um, hopefully I'm making sense, but I'm, I'm trying yeah, to think uh, about, about the back end um, and what that starts to, to tell you from a story perspective. Absolutely. So, um, for example, in the big moving adventure, how we use data is, you know, there's discrete parts along, you know, learning the skills along the way. And we track where kids spend the most time, where they might drop off, where they uh, uh, or go through rather quickly. Um, and so we're able to tell which things are most helpful. Um, I forgot to mention, but in the big moving adventure, there's a couple um, points where we ask them, how is their Muppet feeling? And so we can also see which things their um, Muppet is feeling and get a better sense, maybe what are some common um, uh, feelings that in general kids are experiencing, military kids are experiencing. So we really use it not only to understand how to improve our projects, but also to know what things kids are gravitating towards that they find interesting. And, and hopefully we can improve if we need to insert, like I said, a learning moment or, or something like that. So that was going to be my next question, actually. So in a situation where, <clears throat> excuse me, you had uh, a student or, or in this case, a children, um, I think they're both sort of one and the same here, but the, the, they're, they dropped off. And they, there was this moment where they were interacting for X amount of time and they dropped off. How do you use that information to make an improvement? Because I think you just hinted at that. So you take some of that and you start to figure out the why of things and maybe help close that up a little bit. Well, um, I think that what, well, what we do is um, for number one, if nobody's using the app, we'll, we'll really re figure out if we continue to need it. That fortunately has not been the case, but also, um, Let's say in the if kids don't even do a particular activity like the um, you know maybe recognizing their feelings or whatever we try to sometimes we go back and go to children and walk through the app with them to see you know maybe why they're not doing that because for example it's important to us but uh, why maybe kids aren't gravitating towards that or parents or whatever so we. We want to insert what we know could be helpful, but we can only know that if they can only be helped if they're using it. So we really have to refine maybe the activity to have the most value. So that that's an example of how we do it. That's very helpful. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm having trouble this morning. That's very helpful. I appreciate that. <laughs> you want me to take the next one? Yeah, please go ahead. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm sorry to stress your voice. Um, the other new element is one called routines. We can start in on this and take it after the break for some more, but give us a, an overview on what routines is about. That one sounds very intriguing. 
Yeah, and I'll let Rich talk maybe in the next. Yeah, that's a good idea. <laughs> the uh, routine, I'll say from a psychologist's perspective, really, so uh, kids really um, respond to structure really well. I think any parent would have to agree with that. So the routines are, for example, let's say moving. So if they have a bedtime story at their old home and then you do a bedtime story at their new home, they can count on that. And it kind of stabilizes. They know they're with their family. They know what they're, um, they can expect. And it, it really is about that. And there's one routine, which I think we debated quite a bit. It was about waiting. And I'm like, waiting is not a routine, but actually it is because kids wait a lot. They're at the grocery store, you know, maybe they're waiting for their parent to come home, whatever. Um, we teach them the routine of waiting and, and things about what they can do during a waiting period. And um, so that that's kind of fun. Boy, I need that. They wrote a whole Tom Petty song on that. The waiting is the hardest part. Yeah, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I had, to, I had to throw that in there. I mean, it's just what comes to mind. It's not easy for adults either. I'm, I'm presuming you're also helping parents with knowing how to educate about the the waiting and that in turn helps them too oh absolutely because you know uh what's worse than a, a child kind of screaming in the grocery aisle for everybody it's not a pleasant experience I, I think we've all experienced that those of us who are parents and it you're right it, it is difficult to do i would love to learn more about what the routines element looks like and we'll talk to rich after the break we are going on a very short break and we will be talking about the routines elements and what uh, role parents played in initiating the development of these sections and other resources that you can use so we are really looking forward to talking more with rich as well rich does that sound good to you sounds great perfect that's what we will do then and again we will go on a very short break and be back after these few messages you're listening to military network radio and we will be back look forward to talking to you in just a few minutes We're Military Network Radio, and we'll be right back after these short messages. The League of Women Voters reminds you that on Election Day, we are all equal. Please join your friends and neighbors by registering to vote and going to the polls November 8th. Visit www.vote411.org to find out who will be on your ballot and how the voting process works in your community. This election is about our future, and we all need to weigh in. about Mel and Joy Swanky, a Nebraska couple that have worn matching outfits for the last 35 years? Apparently, they have over 140 matching outfits, all custom-made, which typically match her dress with his tie. The couple is a match made in heaven. Neither one of them can remember the exact date they started this quirky tradition, but they both contend it's one of the elements that have held their marriage together an impressive 65 years. What do you call a marriage between well-matched people? No Macamosis. 
Mr. and Mrs. Schwanky say that Velcro connects them because they do everything together. If you like doting on your wife with excessive fondness, you would be uxorious. And a woman who is excessively devoted to her husband is Maritorious. I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words-you-never-heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. Welcome back to Military Network Radio, serving the military, their families, and those who care about them. Together, we make a difference. Welcome back to Military Network Radio. We're going to now bring Rich into the discussion. Rich, talk to us about how the routines section plays a part in your knowledge of the use of this particular piece of the app. Yeah, well, I've got real personal application of it. I transitioned from the military to civilian life five years ago. And one of the things that looking back on it, I didn't do a very good job recognizing was how that was going to impact my family and the importance of keeping routine things in our lives. It's a big, it's a big stressor um, when a military member goes into, into civilian employment Things are just different. The, the the language is different. The job is different. Your hours are different, and it, it's a it's a stressful time on the the transitioning service member. It was it was stressful on myself. And one of the things that I wish I had recognized better was the importance of doing routine things with my family, whether it was you know things around the breakfast time when I was there or in the evening when I came home, or getting ready for bed, or, or making a special event. I think the other thing that is important to, to recognize, at least in my situation throughout my military career, I wasn't there at breakfast, because usually you were doing physical training in the morning, and then that led right in, transitioned into the day, and I wasn't there in the morning, and usually wasn't there in the evening for dinner, and with deployments and even training exercises, Many times, more times than not, I wasn't there for bedtime. And But once I transitioned, um, maybe to my wife's dismay, I now was going to be there for all those um, <laughs> times of the day. And it, it, I, I didn't recognize it was messing up their routine. So it took a while to sort of transition the introduction of this father figure um, that had been absent from all those activities. Now I'm available for them. And looking back on it, it, it was a it was a stressful time because I recognize now that I was disrupting that routine, and it's important that you you figure out a way to transition yourself into the routine so that it's not stressful for everybody else in the family. That's very insightful, but I must say I think you're hard on yourself. I'm I'm sure you were still having good moments with the family when you could. I think we all look back and say we wish we could have done something differently. But that's really insightful about knowing that routines really are, that there is different routine when somebody is deployed or absent and then when they come back. So how would this routine element of the app help you to introduce that or to say to your children, you know, I've missed these routines. How would you like me to come back? I mean, is that the kind of interaction? I'll, that's either Kelly or Rich take that. Is that the kind of parental um, interaction that you start to see using these apps, the opportunities for coachable moments, if you will? I think well, it, I, I think it, ahead, it, it, it can be. And, you know, where I, I think this is one that maybe where it spurs the 
the parents to communicate so that, you know, in, in my case, and I'm sure in others, this helps you recognize that, you know, maybe while you were gone or, you know, on a deployment or an exercise or even throughout your military career, it, it, it just brings to the forefront the, the recognition that your, your spouse and children were probably developing their own routines and you're now maybe going to disrupt that or need to be a part of it. So I think it just spurs you to have the conversation with your significant other to talk about how you want to go about adjusting the routine, or maybe you decide to keep it a routine between the significant other and the children, and you set up a separate routine for yourself. But I think this just spurs you to recognize there's a disruption and it's good to maybe talk it out about how you're going to deal with it as a as a family. That's very interesting. So, can I want to go back to a point that we sort of hinted at earlier about user groups and such? Because I think this plays a part, especially around the routine section. But um, you know, there's there's a different demographic graphic of active military members and sort of the needs for creating routines. Um, but then there's also, I would, I would argue, um, the, another focus on veterans and what that transition looks like. Have you seen, Rich, um, you know, differences in how active members might engage differently with veterans, especially since you've just um, retired not, not so long ago? I, I don't think it's dramatically different. I think just the, the, the situations that both the veteran and the active duty person find themselves in are different. I mean, as I mentioned earlier, as a, as a military member, it's a, it's a, and it's, I think this is hard for non-military parts of the population to recognize is it's a very, very different lifestyle. Um, As I mentioned, I, I I can probably count on one hand the number of breakfasts I had um, with my wife and my children, just because that's not, the, the way my daily routine went, um, and same with, with dinners and even lunches for that matter. Um, and so I, I, think, I, I think the lifestyles are just different, which um, creates unique situations around routines and other things. Yeah, I'd like to add that Rich is a great father. <laughs> like obviously, said, I can hear it. Yeah, Lailandy, you said he is hard on himself, but I've, right, I've known right. him kind of early on in the transition from um, active, I didn't know him active duty, but civilian. And I see he's made in not only kind of routines, but traditions, which I think is really valuable. And as, as Rich said, sometimes parents don't know what, which routines to focus on. And I think one thing that we did with these materials that we co-built with or developed with Sesame is that we even identified which ones might be helpful, like sharing a meal or the morning goodbye and, and things like that, that could are regular parts of the day and they uh, happen to most of all of us. And then the kids and the parents can have a positive experience as opposed to being really disjointed or frustrated or whatever it happens to be. Sure. It makes, it makes sense. Um, what were comments parents made when you were initiating development of these sections? Well, first and foremost, they were ecstatic that someone was listening to them and wanting to create resources. And they really find Sesame a trusted 
kind of source and they relate really well to the characters. Um, the other thing is they felt heard. And so that actually helps with getting it right the first time. And also then people that influence them like pediatricians and daycare um, providers and whatnot, um, then have these tools that can help when they're with their kids, help them as well to relate to the problems that military um, parents may be um, experiencing. So I have a question. I actually have a couple of questions um, and we just have a few minutes left. So I want to make sure you have enough time, but um, what does sort of the future look like for this app? That's the first part. And then the second part is, is, you know, what is success and how does that look um, as you start to mature the apps and, and the engagements? Um, so, uh, the future is we have a lot more ideas. We know, um, military, uh, parents and families have ongoing needs. Um, one of the things that we kind of have in the works or have been thinking about is the experience of having a birthday when parents are gone Mm -hmm. and how, um, kids, that's a day they probably remember that their parent might not have been there. So we're working on some materials to, figure out in a way a routine that kids can have around birthdays with their um, parent that's gone or separated at the time. Um, So we keep thinking of things we know, we hear over and over from talking of different areas. Um, Another focus we're going to be taking is to provide, take these resources and package them in such a way that a pediatrician or like I said, a daycare or teacher can actually know how to use the materials in the different uh, situations they're in with military children. Because it's really important that all the kind of helpers of these families know what's going on and how they can help. I think, Linda, you mentioned in the beginning about having everybody knowing, like parents and grandparents and whatnot. It's really important also for those people who touch their lives on a regular basis. So I'll say what is success and I'll let Rich say one thing. Yeah, I think success is that the word is getting out and we keep hearing that it's helpful resources. Excellent. Rich? Yeah, I mean, one of the things I like about these resources is the vehicle that's being used to communicate them, um, a.k.a. Sesame. You know, I, I know probably back over my career, I mean, the military tried for all these different stressors in your life, whether it's moving, deployment, your homecoming, um, temporary separations. I, I'm sure the military was was trying to communicate to me how to deal with some of these situations, even within your family. But I'm I'm sure those answers were probably somewhere inside of a 40-page pamphlet that I probably chose not <laughs> to read. But with you have a trusted, um, you know, family resource that people, it's just a different vehicle. And, and, you know, I'm I'm probably not different from a lot of people that sometimes it's not the message, but the messenger. And with Sesame, um, as was mentioned earlier, you know, it, it, it goes back decades and people have a strong relationship with it. They're trusted. Um, and I, I think this just can become another way for the military to try to communicate to both, um, service members and veterans that's outside of the typical military channels. And I think that can be a positive thing to, uh, for both 
for both the service and for the service member. You mean you really didn't want it in a PowerPoint presentation? <laughs> it's a lot better when it's Oscar the Grouch or Elmo delivering the message. Absolutely right. <laughs> you, um, even for do an you adult. want to give out the um, website information so that our listeners know where to find out more information? Uh, or would you like me to do that? I, I'm happy to do it. Oh, I, I can tell you. Sesame okay. Street for militaryfamilies.org. You can get it. You can go um to the app stores for um, the big moving adventure, the uh, feel electric and the breathe think do. And ironically, you can also download uh, the Sesame street for military families app, which really is just a way to connect to the website. So there's try it out. And uh, it's easy to get to from your smartphone and tablet. So perfect. Um, Sesame street for military families.org. And we're talking about, taking the Sesame Street beloved characters and giving a cohesive, integrated message from the live events with our favorite Muppets into an online and mobile experience so that you can have those moments whenever you need the support and help. Thank you so much to our guests today, Kelly Blasco and Rich. We are delighted to host you here today. Make it a great week, and we'll talk to you next week, Tuesday from 10 to 11 Eastern Time. Make it a great week. Thank you for tuning in today to Military Network Radio. You can find our show at our website, www.toginet.com forward slash Military Network Radio. Also, www.militarynetworkradio.com. And in iTunes under Military Network Radio. Join us next week when we bring you another program to enhance your